What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Jess the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, the Nature Boy Joe, and Cuz, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? Ray Trailer. Ray (laughs) Trailer. Who is also known as the Big Boss Man. The Big and Boss Man. Big Bubba yeah. Rogers. Yeah. Uh, this is actually, we've been talking about this one for a while. We said we should do uh, a legacy or some some kind of some kind of do up on, on Ray Trailer. Uh, he branched over numerous generations of wrestling and uh, made his way, made his mark in a lot of places without winning too many titles. Um, a big part of the story um, even in, in points of, of wrestling, some of the biggest names in the industry ever. So this is going to be fun. Um, so let's just jump right in. For audio fans, give us a listen to Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Shooter, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast? Because are you ready for the big boss, man? I'm ready for the big boss, man, man. Especially yeah. when we get to the uh, the Attitude Era days of him. I mean, of course, I you know remember him as a kid. That's some of my uh, first memories as well. Just showing me WWF back in the day. Um, Bossman is one of those guys that I remember as a kid. And then you know into the Attitude Era, especially uh, memorable <laughs> moments with uh, the Big Show and Al Snow. Fucking great. He's he's not a Rushmore guy, but he's a guy no. that uh, has spanned uh, almost all generations. Completely underappreciated. Uh, and you know that you're special when you're in kind of the first generation of wrestling games, which he was in, and yes. in, in a huge part of um, the WWF uh, in several generations, and a worker's worker, a guy that... Um, he was kind of like Bam Bam Bigelow. Exactly right. Big guy that was unappreciated. Bam Bam Bigelow with, like, longevity, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that was so, an interesting. That was an interesting thing as I was looking up photos and just uh, some other background on him. The... The amount of like toys, the even the photo that's uh, the that I chose is from a. Uh, if you guys remember, the like trading cards that they used to sell on yes. QVC, yeah, classic. Like yeah. It, it was QVC's like trading card brand, classic, and they had baseball cards, football cards, whatever. But they had wrestling cards, and this was this popped up, and it, you know he was he was definitely uh, a mainstay, uh, and definitely one of those guys who. For not really ever winning a title ever was ingrained in our memories for forever and you know in kind of the history of wrestling. You guys ready to jump in? Let's do it. All right. Mr. Cobb County, Georgia trailer. He debuted in nineteen eighty five mm-hmm. in JCP All Japan from nineteen eighty five to nineteen eighty eight. He first made some appearances at Continental Championship Wrestling. He then began working as a jobber for Jim Crockett Promotions under his real name. During this time, he faced the likes of Tully Branchard, The Barbarian, Ivan Koloff, The Midnight Express, The Road Warriors, and Wahoo McDaniel. That's a that's some tall orders there. That's a good way to get started. Who's who of Jim Crockett Promotions? Man, right? Yeah, is there is there any footage of um, Trailer and, and Wahoo McDaniel? I'd like to see how how that went equal match watch now you're gonna challenge me to find it and put it in here destroying him with chops yeah i wouldn't mind seeing uh the uh road warriors kicking the shit out of <laughs> yeah probably mm-hmm. probably that too like a long-haired uh, ray trailer 
This television match is scheduled one fall. There is a 10-minute time limit. First of all, entering the ring at 317 pounds from Dallas, Georgia. Here is Ray Trailer. Trailer. And ladies and gentlemen, making his way to ringside, he is the Alabama heavyweight champion. He weighs in at 227 pounds. Here is Roberto Soto. <laughs> I'm Ray trailer. Straight out of the trailer, right onto uh, animals' uh, shoulders. Because I'm rocking Ray, and I'm from Cobb County, and I'm gonna take it to you tonight. <laughs> Wearing like regular tights too, like regular underwear tights. Yeah, it was the rockers woo right there. Strike from Yeah, <laughs> rocking and rolling, strutting and strolling. Oh no! We party all oh, night so. and all day long in Cobb County. Oh, we party all day and all night in my trailer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Trailer going after the ring against the Seeing this potential, headbooker Dusty Rhodes pulled Trailer from TV for 12 weeks baby, in order no, to repackage him. You lose all the time. Yeah, you're so good, baby. You're so good. Decided to repackage him for 12 weeks, baby. For 12 weeks, baby. Got to be four. I'm six. No, no, so they repackaged him. You're not hearing me, baby. Bubba Rada, never. This is never going to get through. Um, <laughs> to repackage him as big Bubba Rogers. No, Davey. We go we're, not even, we're not even through the first no, paragraph. Not 10, not we're going to take 12 weeks. All the way to 12, baby. All the way to 12 weeks. And they repackaged him as big Bubba Rogers with trailer debuting as Rogers on the May 31st edition of Worldwide Wrestling. As Big Bubba, Trailer was a silent bodyguard for Jim Cornette along with the Midnight Express. After leaving Crockett, Trailer toured for All Japan Pro Wrestling during their 88 uh, Champion Carnival Tour. Um, that's kind of cool. Um, do you have any any matches of note from that one, Jess? I'm not familiar with that one. I don't no. At all. all right, moving on. But the thing <laughs> but is, is I, like he, uh, I don't, I like he just started. Yeah. Like. He just started, and he was like, I'll be a jobber for Jim Crockett Promotions. And then Dustin Rhodes like, uh, come here for a second. Like, I've been watching you. Come here. And then, like, he's a bodyguard for one of the most popular tag teams in the world, or at least one of the most hated, depending on what time period it was, and one of the best managers ever. And then he's like, well, I'm going to go to Japan for a while, and then Dave's going to read on, and then he goes to the fucking WWF. Like, he gets yeah. put right into feud with the big name. And I mean, it's like, you just, you just like assume do his... His yeah. size and agility, he, he got bumped you, pretty did, you don't read, like, Ray Trailer started in 1985 for the PJWF, where he won the PJWF Southeastern yeah. Corner of the Room Heavyweight Championship. Happen. Like, it just didn't happen. Like, he just... One of the top promotions right started as a job, and he's like... Dusty was like, you look like a bodyguard. Get the fuck over here. <laughs> Jobber, like, bodyguard, point. main event with Hogan. And you have to exactly you have to know your shit to uh, to do all Japan and to go to Japan and work and to actually work. So Jess, you've always said on this podcast, like those that can work both styles and, and toughen up and know different ways of of wrestling, especially Japan, always end up better. And Bossman was one of those guys. Yeah. Probably quick education in doing it, but good enough to go go to Japan, come back, and pop back and forth. You gotta have some cojones just to go there anyway, just from the get to know that you're gonna be taken care of and no one's gonna like break a, a leg or something while you're on 
you know, it, the trust you have to have and, and the confidence in yourself just to go there. Um, it should bring something out in you anyway. So that's to your point, Ray coming back probably made him even better. And that's I think as, as a trendsetter, I don't think anyone would ever say the boss man was never tough in any respect. He was always a tough dude. There's, there's some stories out there. Hopefully we'll get to them by the end um, that we've heard about Ray trailer being tough. So um, there's some good ones. Uh, down to the well gosh he downgraded here didn't he right to the world wrestling federation from 1988 to 1993 uh in june of 88 trailer joined the wwf as the big boss man a character inspired by his previous career as a corrections officer wrestling as a heel and managed by slick boss man's post-match routine often included handcuffing his defeated opponents to the ring ropes and beating them with a nightstick or ball and chain that does not play well today um that's what happened (laughs) That is what happened on a regular <laughs> basis on Saturday morning wrestling. That's what you would see. Black Lives Matter. We used to take the ball and chain and hold it up and drop it on their stomach. I That's I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that part, but yeah, I totally remember now. Uh, Bossman began his first major WWF angle by attacking Hulk Hogan on the Brother Love Show. I love you for that. Uh, during his feud, he also challenged Randy Savage for the WWF Championship and formed a team with Akeem. Formerly billed as one man <laughs> gang uh, to form the yeah, Twin Towers. This was a great tag team, though. You got to say, this was. was pretty awesome. It was a great tag team. One that probably wouldn't exist in today's uh, no, no. In today's uh, venue. I think or, I said know, it in like, a past podcast. I'm like, that name does form? not age well, unfortunately. No. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, a lot of yeah, stuff yeah. from from rock and wrestling does not age well when you go back and watch it. Um, this is or, one of or if, if they were around when it happened, would they have been the greatest tag team ever? carrying on that name like after it happened like just fucking I, the big boss man and akeem just like winning 25 wwf tag team championships yeah do it like <laughs> okay, yeah. right. like uh, akeem dressed all in the in the african garb and uh yes, and boss yeah. man with a confederate yeah, flag on his shoulder yeah you know that yeah. uh that would uh that, that plays well that <laughs> might that might get some batteries man. thrown at you for yeah. sure they got baby um, faces yeah. yeah, it's like a Benetton ad. Uh, they feuded with Hogan and Savage, who had formed the Mega Powers, and were a key part in the top storyline of Savage turning on Hogan. Hogan, on Hogan, brother, Hogan, brother. He tried to say Hogan. Oh, Hogar the door, Hogar the door, maybe. Uh, and it led to the WrestleMania Five main event of the Mega Powers uh, explode. So that was that was always fun. That was a great storyline that went over almost two years, right? From winning the title with Savage, WrestleMania like, 4, and, and just moving just, on through. Like, what works so quickly? Just talk about the gimmick real quick. It's it's a guy who's in charge, uh, a corrections officer, a power yeah. of authority that you hate. He's the man. Um, instant evil, instant bad guy. Uh, big dude. Easy. Could... He was an easy bad guy in that sense. Yeah. It was like, yeah. duh. Like, nobody, I mean, I, I actually had to watch what I said right there. No, no, I said Nobody... Nobody likes cops, and I don't mean <laughs> that in the way, right? Like, that's I'm talking about back here in 1988, like, respected cops, but yet, like, pe- nobody wanted to be in trouble right. from a cop. Let me right. rephrase yeah. that. Nobody, nobody liked 1970s deliverance. But then when uh, you have a cop, yeah, uh, who is being evil. Well, th- think, think like, about the, I don't know, caught on video doing bad things to people. Like, oh, my yeah. God, what? that's the major villain now in this day and age. That was an easy bad guy in 1988. It was just a well, cop who I, was corrupt. And I think uh, it was. The, I think it was it. Yeah, I mean, it was easy bad guy. Now it's easy bad guy. Then I mean, it was the easy bad guy. Just well, sorry, I mean, authority. Uh, a a police like a local yeah. 
like small any kind town of police officer like, from from the south authority who authority, you, know, you know wearing the confederate flag on their on their on their on their shoulder and it was even yep. as a kid i remember like understanding i was supposed to boo this guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't care how much he talked about his mother uh he's a bad person <laughs> yeah <laughs> all the way around he was a bad person until well, february 24th of 1990 on an episode of superstars where he turned face when Ted DiBiase had paid Slick to have Bossman retrieve the million-dollar championship belt from Jake Roberts, who had previously stolen it. Bossman retrieved a bag containing both the belt and Roberts' pet python, Damien. On the Brother Love Show, he refused to accept DiBiase's money for the bag and returned it to Roberts. Donations! It doesn't sound like a donation to me! You told me I was going to go out and retrieve stolen property! You didn't say nothing about no payoff! Wait a minute! What's going on here, Slick? Let me tell you something. I bought and paid for your services. Now it's time to deliver. Boss man, you have been paid. Now it's time to deliver the goods. So stick your hand in the bag and pull out my belt and give it to me. Wait a minute, you fat face punk. Nobody killed the big boss man. What the do? In 1992, Bossman began feuding with Nails, an ex-convict character who yeah. a series of yes. promos that aired before his <laughs> debut. Uh, claimed Bossman had been a, his abusive officer in prison See? and warned he was seeking revenge. It My time, Bossman. My sentence is almost up. And soon, real soon, you're gonna pay! Then I'll be completely rehabilitated. Another day. Another day closer. Another day closer to getting out of here and coming for you, boss man. Fucking perfect. It, it's fucking great <laughs> storytelling. Dude, hey, th- as a kid, this was believable. I was fucking terrified of nails. <laughs> I was I was terrified of nails, dude. Yeah. This, I, I was, I was terrified so of the performance of nails. But boss man having it. the black eyes and everything. Like this yeah. this sticks out in my mind. But isn't that fucking perfect though? Like the yeah. boss man as a heel when he first starts off as a boss man character. Rung, sure. <laughs> he did in other words, like nail was it's actually a face because he did yeah. all that shit. Like well, he handed like, Hulk Hogan to a guardrail and beat the shit out of him, and then every prelim he beat, he dropped a ball and chain in his stomach or yeah, we all saw him, it. The hell out of him. To, well, like, yeah. and then when Nails comes out, he's like, "You did all that to me." Nails, uh, Bossman's like, "No, I didn't." I'm like, "Uh, yes, you did. Actually, you, <laughs> you did, did, you did, did it six months ago on television. Isn't you beat this, everybody uh, else? So you <laughs> Nails isn't this like line? Isn't what on the May 30th episode of WWF Superstars? Nails, clad in an orange prison jumpsuit, ran into the ring and attacked Bossman, handcuffing him to the top rope and repeatedly choking and beating him with his own nightstick. Bossman's last rematch. Just because Bossman probably beat you to death before, you don't retaliate. You rise above it. That's where Nails became bad, apparently. But actually, to back up what Cuz says, I mean it. Like, I know a lot of people, they look back on the Nails character and they just think of him jumping over a desk trying to choke Vince out, which apparently he tried to do. Um, (laughs) But, like, honestly, like, like, he beat the shit out of the big boss man. And the next week big. on Superstars, they showed still photos of boss man, black and blue, yep. with black eyes, like bruises all over his chest and back. And like, we, I was like, dude, Neil's beat the shit out of him. Like, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was actually a really legitly well done angle. And I'm not oh, even making it. Really it was well. that, it was that, that part where you're like, wow, this, 
you you want to you want to think it's not real, but you know, like this this I think he really did hurt him. You know, it looked like something you'd see on America's Most Wanted or something. Like, I don't know the yeah. pictures. When they're, yeah. they're showing the pictures. Yeah, I was really. I, <laughs> seen this real. Man, like, I, I was a kid. I thought it was real. Like I was scared. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it was a different way up. than WWF ever produced oh. any of their like, you know, let, well, let's take you back to last week and they'll just show footage. You know, this was like still photos, which sometimes makes things seem more like crazy more than they were. Yeah, like they like, could. We can't show you. Yeah. We can't show you what actually happened, but we'll show you photos of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's two. Yeah, they showed, they showed Boston without a shirt on. He, he had he didn't yeah. have a shirt on. He was sitting there like all, all beat up. up, and they yeah he had bruises all over him. So they obviously you know did a good makeup job on him. And it was like you just saw these still photos of him being like yeah. photographed, like just beaten, like. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the yeah. fuck? Like that's crazy. Yeah. And you're just supposed well, to be forget about the thousands of inmates that he beat the shit out of with his nightstick. You know what? He got what he yeah. <laughs> we're very we're very forgiving here, Craig. I'm I'm like, re- we're we're wrestling fans, dude. Like we forget what happened <laughs> two two weeks ago. That yeah. is wrestling in a nutshell. It's like they literally take what made him a heel like two years earlier, and he did the same thing to the biggest hero ever, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But then, like, yeah. Nails comes in. They're like, what a son of a bitch. Nails You're like, why did like, you oh. do that? That was so <laughs> He's cool. just the big boss man. See? He's, just... He's just law and order, law and order. We're quick, we're quick to forgive here in the States. Uh, <laughs> awesome. The boss man's last pay-per-view match uh, of his run <laughs> came in the 1993 Royal Rumble. Where he suffered his first clean loss on a on a WWE pay per view to Bam Bam Bigelow, he left the WWE shortly after a house show. And uh, oh my gosh, just, just I don't lose to anybody, man. Daniel Quebec, Quebec. <laughs> defeating Doink the Clown on March 14th. Then we get into WCW style from '93 to '98. Trailer returned wow. to the U.S. to debut for the World Championship Wrestling WCW as the Boss. Yeah, that's so innovative. It's We're so fucking the lame. Boss. Like, I don't, yeah. you know what? Like, I try to defend WCW. I even force, like, pay-per-view reviews going, <laughs> guys, I know it's it's the Royal Rebel month, but let's review sold out or something stupid that I'll say. And I'll be like, because I don't want to let WCW die. And then I read something like that. That's just like, they were, they got, oh, we we signed Ray Trailer. That's awesome. He's a good name. He's had all these years of WWF exposure or whatever. Let's call him the boss. Like, why? Like, no, don't call him the boss. Because then right away, Dave's going to read the WWF's like, that is so close to the big boss man. We are gonna fucking sue you. And so they're like, "All right, all right, That's we'll change name." Yeah. Before but then Wally's in midstream, like he debuts and he's doing programs, and in the middle, one week he's the boss, and the next week they fucking they name him something else randomly. And, yeah. and I'm like, "Why?" The Guardian like, Angel. But funny it. that they went, when he went back to WCW, he already had a history in WCW or NWA as being Big Bob Rogers. Why wouldn't you just call him Big Bob? Yeah. You just know, bring him back. To big, I mean, I guess they name. wanted to. They want to try to capitalize off his long. Yeah, they, they want like they that. wanted to lean on Vince's coattails of the character a little bit. That's yeah, yeah but you you still can and just keep you know go back oh, to I the agree. name that people yeah. are familiar with. Yeah, I, I think they just pushed it too far and or or they didn't put enough thought into it and probably the latter. Probably the latter. Or they, yeah, they don't have to make it. My point was I try to defend them. I I try so hard and then like before NWO they were just like, what's our good idea for the for Ray? It's like just call him the. I don't know, just call him the fucking boss. I don't know. Like, uh, re- okay, really? That we're gonna run with that? Yeah, just call him the boss. Just fucking go. He'll wear a black on television. God, there's no way we'll get sued. It's it's yeah. He'll he'll wear the they, same. They don't pay that much attention. Except in black, and nobody will notice. No, everybody will notice because it's the same goddamn thing. Wow. <laughs> but th- and this is how much stock they already had in him before they got sued. On the December 18th, 1993 episode of WCW Saturday Night, he pinned. The, interna- the international world champion Rick Rude in a non-title match, like right when he got there. Boss, sends him in, picks him up. 
spikes him. One, two. He made it. I can't believe this. What an atrocity, Shabani. The boss is here. Um, pretty impressive. Uh, we just talked about in a light of legal complaints from the WWF regarding the similarity of the boss to Big Boss Man. Trailer was renamed the Guardian Angel. No way. No way. That didn't happen, did it? Oh. I didn't see that coming. But in early 1995, he turned heel and became again as Big Bubba Rogers, which they should have done from the beginning. Um, in 1996, yeah, Rogers joined exactly. Joe's point exactly. Rogers joined the Dungeon of Doom. He feuded with oh, the God. former Dungeon of Doom member John Tenta. <laughs> Ah, and newcomer Glacier. By the end oh, of the year, God. he had churned on the Dungeon of Doom and joined the NWO. Nothing but a fight. There's Bubba. Big, big Bubba's coming in. Big Bubba, member of the Dungeon of Doom. Big Bubba is pounding. What big. is this? Big Bubba has turned on WCW. He's turned on the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, oh god after, <laughs> after losing his final WCW Nitro match to Bill Goldberg oh god the 30th oh, of Nitro <laughs> it goes down real quick uh trailer won his final match defeating Brett Hammer oh, on the following <laughs> this can't be written any better um on the following Saturday. After that, he was sent home and WCW let his contract expire. Who the fuck is Brett Hammer? I don't know. Like, was he Van Hammer's tag partner? <laughs> it was a combination of Brett Hart and Rick Brown. Brown. He's Brett Hart and Van Hammer. Wow. That was probably Brett Hart's name when he first came in. We just forgot. <laughs> and my brother Owen. I, 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 just, I hope he got paid really brother well when all that went down. That's all I got to say. Like, all right. Brett Hammer. <sighs> Nice work. Um, Put the Hitman Hammer. Oh God! It, I hit you with quite the hammer. A, it's, I am it's the quite best a toilet answer. swirl, is what this is. Um, you know, coming coming in, being so hot from the get, and then having your name changed three times, and then doing Dungeon of Doom feud right into NWF feuding, and then getting your ass kicked by Bill Goldberg in a matter of what five years, six years? Like holy crap! That's just it's unbelievable. So he got to return <laughs> to the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation from 98 to 2004. Best run right here. Uh, this is where it gets fun. Trailer rejoined the WWF shortly after his WCW release and once again became the big boss man because Vince owned that shit. Oh, so that, that's, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That's why that happened. That's why that happened. They get him back uh, to the WWF. They're like, let's call him. Let's, call him, the, let's call him the Guardian. Like, that they said something. those all big fucking boss banks. That's what he was when he left here. That's what he called Cobb County Cruncher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's change the whole gimmick, which they they did start to change the gimmick. He, he looked a lot more um that that all black SWAT style uniform. Um, that's when he returned to '98 to have that new look, um, including a tactical vest the shield, and gloves. It. it really it, well, yeah, looking at behind Jeff. I mean, it's point, total Jeff. shield garb. Yeah, I mean, it looks just just like it. Jess is looking at it right now. Look at that. Um, he served as Vince McMahon's bodyguard during his feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Shortly after that, Trailer was involved in a terrible pepper angle with Al Snow and later the Big Show Father's funeral angle. Just yeah. I'm going to be talking about this is gold. What? Don't tell me Big Show will not do anything you tell him to do. He will. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and you could tell this he jumped, he jumped on a during, coffin, didn't he? I mean, yeah, this, yeah, this was during like the whole attitude era where they were just fucking. I don't know Vince I, I Russo think, per se I think it was at the company at this time, but yeah. But don't so don't just skip, don't just just don't just skip it. The the pepper angle must be discussed. I mean, the pepper angle is terrible, and uh, but it's so it's so bad it's good. Like wait. pepper was the dog, stole, right? Yeah, he Pepper's stole the Al Snow's Chihuahua. It was Al yeah. Snow's dog, Pepper Chihuahua. And he stole it, and then he invited over Al Snow to negotiate, I think, giving the dog back. I'm just paraphrasing the angle. And then they, he served him dinner, and as Al Snow was eating dinner, Bossman's like, again, I'm paraphrasing, how do you like it? Oh, it's pretty good, actually. Well, uh, Pepper made a good meal or something like that. Like, he said so. And then he's like, what? No, Pepper. Like, it was awful. Uh, so bad it's good now. Um, gimmick where Bossman killed Pepper and yeah. served him Pepper. To Al Snow, which and is basically was, what Mr. Fuji and then they actually had a, did as a rip kennel match, someone, right? they not? It was yeah. a Hell in the Cell match. It was a dog kennel match, right? Because it was a Hell in the Cell setup, and they had oh. like dogs all on the outside. The dogs were pissing and shitting and, and humping each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and Boss Man, and it's like so. The whole concept was if you got thrown outside the ring, you couldn't leave because you had Hell in the Cell over you. But the yeah. dog, yeah, it was a double cage. You, except they urinated on you and, and humped you, like basically instead. Um, it was awful. And like uh, I don't even remember how it ended. It was just fucking. Terrible. I don't even. Yeah. Other, the other angle was it was right after Big Show won the WWF title. Uh, Bossman challenged him for the title, and but in the storyline, Big oh, uh, Big Show's great. dad had just died. So at, Bi at Big Show's dad's funeral, Bossman showed up and hooked the coffin that you know it's like before you put a coffin in the ground, it's up on that pedestal sure. and the whole family standing around. Yeah. And then he came and and I think was it a hearse he was in, cuz. Yeah, he was in a hearse. Yeah. He was in a hearse and he fucking tied like a toe strap to the coffin yep. and pulled it and dragged it. And Big Show jumped ran on and of jumped on top like of the coffin. And there was yeah. a real funeral going on down there somewhere. And everyone freaked out because they had no idea what was going on. Oh, no. For real? God. Yeah, I think brother, or there was people there. No one like, would ever let the World Wrestling Federation at that point come in and do anything. Yeah. Like, What's well, funny, they, they talk about it all the time, and they say, we, we just do what we, what we think we can do, and we do the best we can without getting in trouble. But, That's how it was. And he was, like, prominently featured, like, a lot during this time. Like, he was in a lot of matches. Like, there, there was a Sunday Night Heat. It's him versus The Rock versus Mankind versus Ken Shamrock. There's a, a triple threat match. It's a triple threat match, but it's, it's really yeah. him and Shamrock versus Mankind. For the IC title, like there, yep. there's a lot. Like he was involved in, in, in like the, and, not, you know, the uh, main little event known fact as well. Here in this era, he yeah. won the hardcore title. That's what I'm saying. And That's then he won, a, he won a tag title with Ken Shamrock, which I fucking totally yeah. forgot about. Yeah, wow. Ken Shamrock. Yep. Uh, what was their name? When they're they the corporation. Names? No, that was uh, the big, the big Shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> the world's most dangerous boss oh. man, Shambaugh. <laughs> oh god, Shamwow. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, though, in the summer of 2000, Bossman disappeared from the WWF primary television picture. Oh, uh, hold on, mainly, huh? What? You got to remember at least another horde angle: Undertaker, him and Undertaker WrestleMania 15. Oh, gets, how can I forget about that? I, WrestleMania yeah. 19, where he gets the Undertaker huh. hung him, hung him oh, with that's a right. That's right. in the Hell in right. the Cell match, yep. which was a terrible. Match. This is probably why he disappeared from from TV after, because it was just a, well, he's dead. He's such dead. a horrible thing. He was dead. Yeah, he, he died. Wow. Right? He died. Yeah. And then he came back as the yeah. underboss man. And it wasn't also like it was so bad because he hung up there and you could tell he was suspended, but he literally hung him. He, to like his vest. he died 
And then they couldn't get him down for like ever, right? He was sitting up there for like a whole match after, right? Like I'm pretty sure, like they they didn't know how to get him down. He just pressed yeah, the rest of the pay per view of Boss Just Boss Man dangling back and forth, like yeah, something like, out of the house. Pulling the rocker, tearing the house down like, for the WWF title, but Boss Man's like, "How are you doing? Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. <laughs> it was really. <laughs> Thanks for it, coming. it looked good, right? It looked good. Was he hung oh. or was he crucified? He was crucified. No, he, right? was, he was hung with a noose. Hung with a noose. Yeah, take very, very a noose to the yeah. top of the hell in the cell, and then he tied it around Bossman's neck after he won the match, and had the hell in the cell uh, get raised. And I think the that ministry got off the charges. And then as the hell in the cell rose, it it pulled Bossman up. I think I think if I remember correctly, he beats him, and I think the ministry helps him. Undertaker's oh, faction, the yes. ministry. That's right. That's yeah, right. they they help him. Mm-hmm. It sounds like anything yeah. controversial. He's just like. Uh, Ray will do it. Just have Ray. They did all have the one match. Yeah, right. That a cult hang a guy with a noose. Yeah, a police. No, I think I'm wrong. It was the ministry that couldn't get off of the ropes. They were the ones that were stuck up there forever. It wasn't boss man, right? I think it, they were the ones that couldn't get. That off I don't stuff. remember. It was all bad. It was. It was yeah, everybody. Was all I know in my day, prison was not like this. <laughs> <laughs> when I would hold on. When I was um, <laughs> when I was in Louisiana. Uh, you know, Nels was fucking cheering that shit on though. Yeah, we yeah. got the best finally. Uh-huh. Oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> so, like I said, in the summer of 2000, Boss Man disappeared from television. The primary shows he was wrestling mainly on Jacked and Heat, uh, where he had a major Jacked. feud. I, I, I love you put those together, Jacked and Heat. <laughs> That's great writing. That's what that is. Um, where he had a minor <laughs> feud with uh, Crash Holly until suffering a legit injury. Oh my God. And April <laughs> 2001. Uh, in 2002, he was taken off the main roster after an injury in a motorcycle accident. Oh Trailer was then assigned to train developmental wrestlers in Ohio Valley Wrestling. He wrestled one match for OVW when he teamed up with John Cena and Charlie Haas, That's defeating Lance Cade, like Renee Dupree, and Sean O'Hare on November 6th of 2002. And then he was released from WWE in 2003. Uh, Trailer, unfortunately, had died of a heart attack on September 22nd, 2004 at his home in Dallas, Georgia. Like Hopefully we confirm that Less than a date. year later from being released. Yeah. That seems to happen all the time. Yes. Why? Like, it's somebody awful. retires, they die a year later or yes. two years later. Yes. Always. It's it's just weird. Once um, he's done with you, once Vince is done with you and you have nothing left, that, then you can just go ahead and wither in your heart. And, what, <laughs> and what's sad about that OVW match, uh, half of that team or half of the wrestlers in there are dead. Lance Cade, Sean O'Hare, and Boston. Yeah. Sorry to bring it down a little bit. Did, okay. well, did, I, uh, did, you did do Boston the crime, you pay the time, cuz. Did Boss Man yeah, sign a, sure. uh, a legacy contract? Like a Legends contract? It's like, we're going to pay you $10 million over the next 10 years. Oh, you died next year? <laughs> Wouldn't you love to for Boss Man still to be around and like do oh, the, yeah. the, the Legends like stuff? Oh, yeah. That'd be a great oh, story, yeah. I, loved, I loved him so much, man. I did too. Well, I think, I think Boss Man just, a, I think Ray Trailer Boss Man is just an example of a guy that, uh, that was just a good worker like mm-hmm. he could go out there he could he could he could you know a big dude over 300 pounds what six five uh over 300 pounds could show up do a good match he's not he's not on rushmore he's not on uh you know he's not winning titles but he's a guy that goes out there and like entertains yeah and i think we i think that uh a lot of those guys get uh forgotten wrestlers that work look back at ray trailer's work and they're like oh i can use some of that if they're yes. a heavier guy or you know they're oh, shaped yeah. like the boss man you know because boss man dave's gonna get into his wrestling style um 
he was very heavy up top, but he had skinny legs for a big man. He didn't have Bundy was just big everywhere, you know, big yeah. legs, everything like that. One man gang, same thing. Andre was just huge. But Bossman had like skinny-ish legs for, but he carried all of his weight up top in his face when he was heavy. And Dave will get into it. He lost a lot of weight uh, as he got into his career. But yeah, Bossman like was just built differently. He was the same weight as some other equal 400 pounders at the time when he was at his heaviest. But the way he moved was just like, oh, this guy's fast. He's not like a plotting guy like that would just follow you around the ring and club you on the back over and over again. He would he punch he fast. He, moved, he, he bounced off the ropes fast. Yeah. All you have to see is Ray run the ropes and you go, oh, this yeah. is no ordinary big man. Um, he could really Remember. run. And to you guys' point, at his heaviest with his style, Trailer was nearly 400 pounds at his heaviest in his career. But um, instead of that slow pace style that Bundy would use or one man gang would use, uh, Trailer bumped like he was a, just a 250 pound guy, like a John Cena size, or or you know, forbid maybe even he didn't he didn't bump quite as crazy as like Perfect or Michaels, but you can't have that in the big man. But he would still he would still put his people over and take good bumps. Um, his selling of right hands, uh, just as written here, was uh, you know during his face comeback when he would get beat up and he was the one taking the punishment as a face. Was absolutely tremendous. He could sell. He was Michaels before punch. Michaels. Bossman would get hit and he would spit up in the air as he got. Yeah, no, everybody Michaels, does that. That's Michaels did that all the time. Like, and I'm sure other people yeah. did that in territories like years before. But Bossman, like when he would get hit, he would spit up in the air as he got hit uh, to make it look like, oh fuck, he got tagged on that. Especially yeah. when he was a bad guy. Like the good guy would finally get a shot in, and Paul oh, he'd spit and he would reel. He would just fall back up against the ropes and bounce back. As he got yeah, hit, and like great. he just knew his weight, he knew how to adjust himself. He's so agile in there to sell that. He used the and, ropes and, to his advantage all the time. And his working punch wasn't half bad either. He had a great working punch. He had a great I, punch. I don't, I don't recall uh, Bossman hurting anybody. Um, you no, know, that I can I recall. I don't remember a story uh, for a big no. man. So except everyone in prison when he was a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was all the bruises he left yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Light, you know. So so take so, a look at these. Never been to Cobb County, Dave. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> do you know nothing? No. Um, here, some right. just some featured matches that Ray Trailer was able to uh, be a part of versus Hulk Hogan in a steel cage on Saturday night's main event of May in May of 1989 versus Craig, the Rockers. I brought that up earlier. Craig brought yeah. that up earlier. That match, Hulk Hogan suplexes him off the top of the steel cage, and I remember as a kid watching it at 11:30 Never at night on a Saturday. Like in my yeah, life. I never saw it because WWF never really did stuff like that. No, and then out of nowhere, like they're fighting on top of the cage. Hogan prevents him from getting over. Hogan sure. reaches to the cage, pulls him up by his collar, gets him back up on the top of the cage, and then superplexes him from the top. And like they both lay, they were dead for like two minutes, you know, or, or a whole commercial. Who allows that? Not only, who, not only who did, ever, not only did like WWF not do a lot of those moves, but Hogan never did any of those kinds yeah, of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Hogan takes it too. Yeah, Hogan takes it too, and it was like take that, bump. Uh, yeah. that. That made it even more monumental. Yeah, yeah and that it was, was special. I, that, that, that sticks to my yeah, memory. Was special, yeah, right. me, yeah, if you ask me, memories of like wrestling in general, one of them is going to be like Bossman getting superplexed off the steel cage. Like it's like I don't, I've never, never seen anything like it. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Bossman was on the top of the blue. Hogan was still standing on the top rope, but still, Hulk yeah. Hogan was 300 pounds, and Bossman You're was still like doing a suplex off the top like, rope, and it's still yeah, it's, yeah. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of meat coming down. 
Yeah. yeah. But uh, but again, those two guys probably couldn't have done it. This is why Big Blue was developed. This is why this cage was made uh, for big guys to be able to actually climb cages and do things like that. So wasn't this built for him and Bundy originally? Was that no, actually it was built for better camera angles and, yes. and regardless because yeah. and for the and for the big guys to climb. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I thought too. So. It, but, yeah, I mean, but you're right. I always prefer the, the view and easier. The the older cage is easier to take um, headbutts off and whatever. Like that was unforgiving yeah. steel. So Vince didn't care about that. He cares more about visually painted blue. It's true. And, and yeah, really. And can Hogan climb? Through. Yeah, can Hogan climb it? Yeah, can yeah. Hogan climb it? I, I'll tell you, like watching it as a kid, I'm like, and then you watch WCW's cage matches, and this looked so much more aesthetically pleasing. Always did. Um, so let's run. Let's run through these. So I'm, I'm assuming the Keen versus the Rockers right? WrestleMania five uh, versus. Oh, my the God, that match. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So if <laughs> everybody thinks of uh, Hogan and Savage at WrestleMania five and, and rightfully so, that Brother. was a good match. And that was a culmination yeah. of a great feud. But the Rockers versus the Twin Towers WrestleMania five, this oh, fucking match. Like, first of all, the funny story about it is uh, Marty and, and uh, Sean partied super hard the night before. And Sean was brutally hung over. And you could see the interview before the match happens. Like, Sean's eyes are puffy. Sean looks like death. Like, he looks like he's dying. And in his book, Sean's like, I was dying all day. I was laying down in the dressing room before the match. I was just dying. But he went out there. And the shit that they did, like, this match was so fucking good and entertaining. And uh, this is the famous gif where Akeem clotheslines Shawn Michaels and literally takes his head off. Not literally, obviously. But, like, it's a thing where Michaels misses something. And Akeem spins around and clotheslines him so hard that Michaels bumps and pivots on his head and then finishes the flip. It's like a famous gif. Like, it's one of the <sighs> stiffest clotheslines I've ever seen in my life. And Michaels takes the bump. Then they double drop kick. Both the Rockers climb up on the opposite sides of the thing. And they go to drop kick the boss man. But Michaels' hungover self was a second later than Janetti. Janetti misses it. Terribly. Tags the boss man with a drop kick from the top. And Sean misses completely and goes... <laughs> and like flies completely <laughs> over it's just it's That's beautiful chaos yeah it's beautiful <laughs> chaos and there's another spot in there where sean jumps off the top rope and it might have been marty and boss man catches him into a um uh fuck a spine buster from the okay. top rope on like on the mat or whatever and then he tags akeem and akeem you know cleans up and finishes the match and wow. uh it's, it's a fucking fun ass match it, a lot of people don't talk about it for wrestlemania 5 there's two like sleeper matches at wrestlemania 5 that i always tell people Perfect and the Blue Blazer and the yeah. Rockers get the yeah. Twin Towers. Like, and the Perfect the Blue Blazer is that five minute match we always talk about. Yeah, it's crazy pants. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was a great match. Versus the Mountie at SummerSlam of 1991. Oh my God, another one. Jeez. First of all, this was a pretty solid match that people don't give it credit for, but the Mountie's vignettes as he's been taken to the, the jail. Because the stipulation was if you lose, yeah, you have to send them right to jail. And, and, and that's when I never saw a, like uh, uh, the Mountie use the middle finger on live. Very homoerotic in jail. Very homoerotic. They, they go to fingerprint him and they're like, "Give us your finger." And he was like, "You want the finger? There's the finger." Like <laughs> that's right. He did that. I remember that. What's this? in my living room laughing too because it was an adult joke and it was like everybody laughed and it was like holy shit but that match was really good actually it was a very Mountie did, uh, Rowdy did not like that 
that uh, we, we talked about people who did their job. Um, I go back and watch anything the Mountie did, and I'm like, this guy is fucking like Jacques is professional. That yeah. guy is fantastic. Like geez. another underrated. We're gonna have to do one on him pretty soon too. I think. Yeah. Uh, versus Sting and Vader at WCW's Fall Brawl in 1994. Uh, also versus Vader at WCW Halloween Havoc of 94 and versus Sting and Uncensored of 1995 was also a very prolific match for Boss Man. Well, sorry, that was not Boss Man. That was Bubba or Guardian Angel or something. Bubba at the or time, Boss. Yeah. Big Bubba for or, the or Boss yeah. or NWO Lackey, whatever it was. Um, but that's it, man. That is that is the Ray trailer documentary that we put together. That was fun. Um, lots of good stuff. Because uh, you've been incredibly quiet. Anything to add about Mr. Trailer before we sign? He's daydreaming about. I told you he's going to get a little mess. quiet. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I pretty much said as far as everything with Boss Man, like my my biggest memories is the Attitude Era, um, <clears throat> the, the Nails, him and Nails, that feud, that was yeah. like one of my biggest memories as a kid. Um, but like I said, also in the beginning, he's just going to be one of those big guys underappreciated back then. Like Joe mentioned, watching it and, you know, later on in the years after he's long and gone, um, realizing how underappreciated he was. And he's just like one of those big guys, like, like Bam Bam Bigelow, um, someone that was so good in the ring, uh, do anything that you asked him to worked really well and, uh, you know, moved really well for a big guy. And he was always going to be underappreciated and he wasn't going to be the main event guy. He wasn't going to be the world champion. Um, but you know he was always going to go in there and get the job done. And, you know he was always he was good. Love boss man. Nails, yeah. nails, nails. But you know, like Craig said too, nails brought that darkness to light. So I don't know now. I might I might think uh, a little differently because it was different when I was a kid. I thought nails was the asshole. I do trendsetter nails because nails was the goddamn face. I'm gonna go to my grave for this. <laughs> well then, so was Macho Man. You know, like I said with Hogan. Listen, no, if we do if we do if we do a trendsetter on nails, I will quit. I will. For audio fans, give us a listen to Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast. For Jess, Joe, Cuz, and Craig, this is Dave with the OWP signing off. Fuck off. Have a good one.